Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. I am so excited to be able to see you again, Stephanie, this week as we welcome everybody back to what is episode nine of the Queen Divas podcast, Queens of Fitness. Episode nine, we just had to, I had to double check with Chris Oscar. I'm like, what number are we at? Because we haven't come online for a few weeks. We've had a few things going on. The very last time we were going to record, I had my surgery changed. We had a COVID disruption that basically scheduled me back a month. I was in for surgery in the morning. We were meant to be having the podcast. So we've got a whole heap of things going on. Between that, we had the Orlando show and then the Gold Coast show, keeping off Australia's um, start to the WBFF season. It feels yes. so good to have it all alive again. And I'm, so good. I'm 100% grateful for oh. the ability to be doing what we love and be back in the thick of what we love and be able to see our clients showcase all their hard work and have this end goal to it all. Like there's no words to describe it, right? So for me, when I think, when we're talking about what's been a highlight for our last few weeks, just the kicking off and the reinvigorated approach to the WBFF would definitely be one of mine. Um, And then seeing the hard work of some of our amazing athletes finally come to play after you know, toil and trouble and managing challenges. And we had one of our girls trying to, you know, prep all through mine sites underground, you know, not able to access through like all sorts of stuff. You made it. You made it on stage though, right? That was when she not only made it, she took out her lineup, went pro. So amazing. That's a good story. That's my highlight. And I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that we have got, you know, some amazing figureheads at the top of this brand that have enabled it all to continue to flourish despite the pandemic and we've seen a yep. lot of things fail over that time and WBFF is not one of them we are legitimately rising strong they're fighting strong this. yeah and yeah. this is awesome I'm really glad same here Ali like that's I'm still on a high like I know you just came off show weekend I'm two weeks going into a post show for us you know the Orlando show was first and that was the kickoff here for in the states for the international show uh, Orlando Pro-Am you know we missed all of our international travelers and Australians we missed you guys there it was honestly weird it was really weird to attend this show and not have you guys there <laughs> you know so um, it was such a great yeah, I know it was such a great show though, such a good, even though it was smaller, you know, and I think that uh, what I mean by that is like, there was not a lot of internationals, right? But the show quality was incredible. It was seriously some of the best I've seen up there. I'm sure you guys from watching afar, watching the Australia show, I think you guys can say the same, some amazing, you know, competitors. I felt like it was such a great lineup too. Um, but yeah. overall, Mally, like I'm just overjoyed, overwhelmed with such gratitude and just feeling so on top of the world with my team no matter yeah. what place, no matter what you know happened that weekend it was just about getting to stage and a lot of you listening just know it's a win in itself getting to that stage is so hard to compete it's so hard to even endure a prep so getting to that stage is a win so anyways very much so Hey, a lot of, lot of competition stuff, a lot of peak week, a lot of, you know, uh, excitement, a lot of diva, a lot of glam. Uh, that's what the WBF is all Wasn't it just, wasn't it just, I mean, yeah, yeah it was incredible. I think, um, you know, for uh, the only thing that I will 
caveat this with actually it was a very strange show for me in one regard because I had literally just had my surgery um seven days prior and I'm still not um publicly going through what I've gone through just yet we're still I'm still going through some of it so when this all is finished I, I we will probably do a whole bloody podcast on it <laughs> but in the meantime I'll just talk about the fact that you know I've had these things going on and um I was post that process and I literally was swollen, was sore. I couldn't fit into any of my clothes because I just had all this post-surgery oh. information. <laughs> I felt like I had the world of fattest face. I'm like, is there enough contour on the planet to make this <laughs> or what? <laughs> so I gave my girl at, um, at Princely Couture. She's amazing. Anyone listening to this, Princely Couture, they have the most amazing gowns. I highly recommend them to anyone. In fact, anyone on this, anyone on this and any of our audience that wants to potentially utilize Princely, I will speak to Susanna. Please just let her know. Alicia 15, tell her that and she will look after you. You'll get a discount on anything that you hire or purchase. But I basically said to her, babe, you can't dress me like we normally dress because I won't fit into anything. And I'm going to be so swollen. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I said, I don't even know. I, I need to look and feel beautiful and I don't know if it's going to be possible. She walked <laughs> in the room on the Thursday, still swollen, still incredibly sore. Anyway, she had me walk out with two gowns that I must admit I was still able to feel semi-somewhat myself, which was awesome because to be quite honest with you, there is nothing more um, difficult than being, as you know, Steph, at our level and the expectation on us to be a certain thing, right? There is nothing more, um, you know, difficult than stepping into something and not feeling that or not vibing that or, or there's a question mark around it. And so I had a little bit of trepidation. I had a little bit of nerves. I had a little bit of anxiety and I wasn't even getting on the bloody stage. Well, in fact, I was for I a crowd which was <laughs> So that was, that was actually, that was enough. But I, I had all those nerves. So I was in the audience thinking about this a bit too, you know, and thinking about our upcoming podcast and the importance of, I believe, as a professional athlete and definitely as a crown diva, the importance of looking after oneself, one's health, one's wellness and one's entire physique all year round. Now, that doesn't mean, and nor am I saying that we should be stage lame, because I definitely don't think so. I think that's rubbish. But no, I think we should no. be looking really tidy but healthy right and this will wrap into today's discussion around reverse dieting and look talking about this too you know you're the queen actually of making sure that when you're at any of these events you look paramount you know you look like you're literally six weeks from a stage which i think is something that's aspirational but at the same point in time you're not i know living at the low caloric deficit component all year round at all because i've been with you eating tamales and i know all about the fact that you I enjoy all, i enjoy all the foods hey <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna actually scale back on that what i mean is that i've been able to learn you know my body and i think this is a very important topic that we're going into here is the reverse dieting of show is the biggest the biggest, I mean, the biggest teacher that has been in my journey for fitness has been reverse dieting. And yeah. for me, coming out of a, my first show, particularly, I did not know what the hell I did. I didn't know what just happened. I was one of those poof, what the hell, literally, like, <laughs> what did just I do? I blew up. I, I really love this. I you love know. you sharing this because I think a lot of people only really have, have you know, the biggest following for you has come in the last couple of years where you've, where yeah. you've, not, where you've not publicly shown that, right? 
So it's good for people to understand, hey, you're a human too. You're not a robot. And B, that, hey, <laughs> we've all learned from literally falling on our asses sometimes as well. So oh, yeah. when you did this, when you did this little poof, shimoo, <laughs> Goodyear blimp, next level, rise to just plumpness, uh, what were you doing? What did, what did you do? You, you literally just think you, you stop. You, I was training weights. Cause I think everybody that's in this fitness journey, or at least when you're learning, you know, to adapt to new lifestyle, you like the weight training aspect, but you hate the cardio. You know, everybody's like, fuck the cardio. I fucking hate it. You know? So the moment post show, you're just like, okay, I'll go back to weight, you know, weightlifting and stop doing my cardio. Cause you don't understand energy balance. You really don't. Right. So you take out all this cardio that you were overly doing, if anything, to, you know, increase your, your deficit. And here you go, immediately taking it out and increasing your food and eating like an asshole, right? Then you start <laughs> eating absolutely everything, all the donuts that you'd been craving, all the freaking extra pizzas and all these extra cheat meals that you don't need. And understanding, again, back energy balance is just the biggest key here, but then understanding your metabolism, right? And I had no idea what the hell was going on, why I was so ravenous, why I was going under the things that I was going, right? Feeling the things I was feeling, thinking I was kind of crazy. And then once you're at that point, if you are already 10, 15, 20 pounds above your stage weight, you feel like depressed. You're, you feel honestly, like you lost yourself. You feel worse than when you first started your journey and you're like, what the fuck did I do? Right. And when you're at that point, you have to really reflect and ask yourself how you got there. Right. How did you have those binging episodes? Why did it happen? And no, you're not crazy. Okay. You did this to yourself. We went into a deficit, right? We went on stage. We decided to make our body that lean. So we have to strategically reverse out. And this was again, the tool and the teacher that I had to learn. And my biggest goal, my next show around was I need to learn how to control myself post-show. I still didn't even understand really the aspect of trying to clean eat. It was just like trying to actually understand, like it's my energy output versus versus intake, right? And if you just- so, for anyone li- listening like to this that, you know, needs to understand, I mean, we all know that in order to lose weight, we need to be in a caloric deficit, right? Yeah. We need to therefore consume less calories than we are actually expelling. That's how we bridge the gap and lose weight in the first place. But having energy balance, which is, you know, literally um, all of, it's basically tipping the weight loss scale so that the balance of energy in versus energy out is- reducing either your intake or increasing your output right so as you said it's you can't just go and take all of one side of that scale out and then dump extra on this side because it's going to be all over the place and it's also not not you know taking one side and favoring it alone so it's literally looking at a slight reduction in the the component of output from a cardio point of view as we're doing a slight increase in you know caloric intake and as we're doing that too, you'll start to see that your actual output in the gym should lift, your performance starts to you know, increase, you can get back into the strength gains, you start feeling energized to do all the things that up until that point in time you had been driving right down and potentially struggling with, right? So when we're looking at this process too, and what I see a lot of people do, and this is where you talk about clean eating, okay. So calories in, calories out are all calories equal. As long as you're hitting calories, is that enough? Well, yes, but yes. <laughs> but if we're thinking about this and we're thinking about the fact that we still need to, even though we don't want to sustain a level of, you know, 
lowered caloric intake compared to what we might have started on. And what I mean by that is you might have started the whole dieting process on say 2,200 calories. Right, that might've yeah. been your maintenance, right? By the time you've actually continued to diet for a long time, you've reduced that metabolic um, rate and you've reduced yeah. that whole you know, maintenance point. And it, you may actually be at a new current maintenance point of around you know, 1,800, 1,900 max, right? And that's because everything has slowed down. And what that, you know, like the body is an amazing thing. It's like yeah. literally going, bitch, you're starving me. I'm yeah. now going to reduce the requirements of the body on all of these things so that you don't make me die. Yeah. <laughs> like actually. Simple enough. Literally. So, that's quite literally. Done. Without yeah. getting into too much complexity. So it's basically bringing all of the operating system requirements down as well as yeah. it can, right? Then all of a sudden, if it's operating down here again, because it's still seeing that the intake isn't sufficient for it to do all of the things all of the time like it normally would, that doesn't just all of a sudden change overnight. It's got to feel like confident and comfortable and start getting used to the small parameters being put back in exactly. that you've now got access adapt. to Absolutely. and slowly increasing things. Otherwise, you just go, bam, it's just going to go bam back and you'll end up a big whale. And hitting on that, Ali, because that low point, how you're in the explanation of getting to that peak low point, right? Your lowest body fat percentage, you know, normally would be show day. Uh, hopefully it is show day. And you start reversing post-show unless you had something, you know, planned, um, you know, after the show, like a shoot then you would immediately start reversing post uh, shoot. But one thing I would really address is the fact that some competitors, they actually want to stage stay, they want to stay stage lean, yeah. which is why they continue trying to follow that lifestyle at that low chronic dieting, you know, amount of calories that then their metabolism starts suppressing, starts slowing down even right. more. And so right. many other hormonal issues, gut issues, you know, really start arising. So you, you can't stay there. You need to have a strategy and have an exit plan post-show. And that does have to be discussed with your coach. It has to be done professionally. Don't think that you're going to be able to manage just increasing your calories every single week alone. Because let me tell you, when you can tell yourself you can have an additional 100 calories, it's not going to just be 100 calories that you end up having. You're going to be having a lot more than that. So you do need this is where the whole foods you're talking about, right? I mean, have you, have you ever tried to overeat on vegetables? It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you so can't hard. do it. Like it's near on impossible. Have you ever tried to overeat on vegetables, fruits, and, you know, a little bit of good quality? Well, protein? don't put that task for everybody. I like some people can. Like, yeah, people yes, can. yes. But it's hard, right? It's actually difficult. Yes, it's hard. So my point on that is this. If you are going and immediately going, okay, right, I've got X, Y, Z calories and I'm going to allow for the fit of this, this, and this, that's fine. But you are going to be literally ravenous. Your ability to actually adequately and appropriately, even accurately attract that and appropriately fit in enough for you to meet all of your actual you know, needs is really low and really hard. And it becomes a really difficult process that that's where you're going to start getting those big rebounds. However, do we though think that you can't have absolutely anything fun in your diet and continue to, you know, want to kill yourself every day? No, not at all. You know, it's like anything. The only time you're going to achieve a result, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, whatever it is, it's not by having a specific diet that's going to be the thing that, you know, is a magic pill. It's about creating a structure that allows you adherence. And yep. adherence is going to come because there are elements in there that you still enjoy. There is palatability. You're at, you know, you work out a way that something can be sustainable by still having access to some of the things that make it 
you know, enjoyable for you. So inside of the reversing process, it doesn't mean reversing cuts out all fun. It basically means you learn how to best structure things so that while you're still increasing slowly and you're not able to go straight to having all of the things you love, you just incorporate in small small moments of them, small elements of them, small bits and pieces here and there, but you still structure most of what you're doing as much as possible on those quality you know, yeah. foods, the, the fruits, vegetables, high fiber, getting your protein, okay. hitting protein. All your micronutrients. Exactly. Correct, right? Yeah. And it's going to make it much easier, right? It yeah. really will. And being able to pre-plan social events, I think it helps. It, exactly too. what I was going to say is like maybe even yeah. scheduling those refeeds that you may have, because you're still going to want to continue refeeding, yeah. you know, at some point to get back up to that maintenance level. And then there's that concern of some people thinking, well, I'm going to gain too much weight. You know, I'm going to, you know, get to a point where I'm not happy with my physique. Well, you have to have a really good understanding of where your physique naturally sits and not have a body dysmorphia. Of your own image, um, you know, because we all get really in love with the way our abs and our legs and our glutes look from stage that we start really punishing our image and start punishing ourselves and start looking at the scale as something we're increasing and we're in a bad state when in, in reality, we need to gain this body fat back to get our hormones back in check and everyone's hormone levels are going to be different. So trying to find that healthy balance for you, it may take anywhere from six to eight weeks for one individual may take eight to 12 for another. So it really differs yeah. from, from person to person. Yeah, 100%. And I think the important thing to note too is when we're talking about reverse dieting, it's not just for people that are getting on a stage. It's not just, you know, for um, people that have been a weight class athlete. Um, it is literally for anyone who wants to be able to create weight loss, a desired physique, or even just an improvement in one's physical composition and then try to maintain it, right? You know, the yo-yo effect, it's the, it's the fact that people jump on something, they go aggressive, they go hard out, they go to these really low, unsustainable levels of caloric intake to get there. And look, you might actually need to do that. There might actually need to be that happening for your body to get there. But guess what? Is that optimal? Are you going to have systemic negative impact on a whole bunch of things inside your body afterwards? Possibly, probably more likely than not. So you can't live there, you can't continue it, and it will continue progressively get harder for you. And that's because there is metabolic adaptation every single time we go through systemic or long-term dieting. It is inevitable. We cannot get around it. It's like death and taxes. It's going to happen, right? So, And we want to be grateful for it because it's our body preserving us, right? It's our body actually preventing us from I crack jokes a lot guys but it is our body's way of stopping us from dying like it really is you know there there is a reason why women lose their menstruation cycle at certain levels of you know leanness and or probably not optimized ways to structure their strategic caloric deficits as they come into that level of leanness you know if you are completely negating balance across you know macros and micros but you you know poorly structured um splits with really no overtraining all sorts of things right so the systemic long-term effects on though of those things on you is horrific you know you don't want to be so attached and defined self-worth wise to these temporary levels of condition that you are unable to recognize the requirement to get up and be healthy right 
please be listening to this. If you have competed or have done a fat loss or weight loss phase and you've lost your period, your cycle has completely gone away. Get out of that deficit. Oh, you need to reverse out. You need to increase your calories. Get your cycle back. Get your hormones regulated to a point where you can actually think for yourself right now when you're freaking at that state. You're not thinking correctly. Your hormones are shit. Like they're honestly making you feel depressed, moody, and heck, have a lot of physical right elements that are happening within you that you feel like you're increasing weight, uh, not being able to obviously lose fat. So build muscle. If you're struggling with any of these things, it's at a point where your metabolism needs to reverse out and adapt to a better frequency of food, as well as probably less frequency of training if you're overtraining. Okay. So another thing too, that I, I find is very common and you're right, not just in the competing side, but people that uh, maybe want to build, right? Like want to build some muscle going into this yo-yo phase of thinking you've got to gain all this excessive body fat and all this weight to be able to build muscle guys, you do not have to go go into this big building phase where you're going to be gaining 20 pounds <laughs> from stage weight or 20 pounds additional from where your, your last uh, low point was. You don't need to do that. Find a good place for maintenance and slowly find a surplus and find where your body doesn't increase excessively in body fat. The way and, and we think, yeah, we do 100%. And I think that this is a really interesting point too for people that are listening to this that are just literally pure weight loss is you can have a great result, sure. And then you might find that, okay, you're still doing the same thing you've always done, but you're no longer getting a result, right? You're plateauing or you're going backwards or you come into the Christmas season and all of a sudden you have a little bit of extra indulgence, not a whole heap, but a little bit. And then next minute, wow, bam, five kilos back on, right? There's a reason for all of that. And this is where the strategic um, you know, positioning of having periods of a reverse diet and coming up out of those really low, unsustainable levels of caloric intake are important because it's going to prevent you from being unable to either maintain, sustain, or continue that weight loss journey. You want to basically repair, or if we think about it like uh, you know, the, the entire metabolic process of the body starts to downregulate. So it starts to be, we think about it like a fire, the fire starts dwindling down with just embers. It's a process of throwing good quality logs and some goddamn gasoline back on the fire and reigniting the flames and boosting those levels right back up. You can then raise that metabolic rate and raise that maintenance level of calories higher again, either closer to what it was like before you started the dieting phase or higher than it's ever been if you are a consistent, consistent yo-yo dieter. And the benefit of that is you will be able to maintain better quality health across every single function of the body, number one, hormonal balance, number two, but you will also be able to then pursue further weight loss and you know lean composition development by having actual more, more lean tissue development but you'll be able to you'll be able to focus on that and chase that on much higher calories i mean who doesn't want to lose body fat eating more food and if you say it's not you you're mental <laughs> like i don't know anyone and that's actually the reason that leads me into how we started this cover is that the reason why I had such a bad post-show reverse, I had no reverse, I had no strategy. So my goal was to actually create one and have one and follow it. So let me go into my second reverse. I fucking failed. I had a strategy, but I failed. Like, and I think this is where a lot of competitors are like, okay, I'm going to reverse. I'm going to reverse. Like, yeah, like and then they talking about reversing. They last a week and then poof, they're gone. 
you yeah, know, yeah. like they just completely fell off and they just said, yeah. fuck it. And just completely started eating again. So well, they hang out with mates and go get on the pierce. And then before you know it, it's that repetitive cycle of partying huh. Thursday through Monday, yeah. wake up Tuesday, forget how to spell my name. Oh shit. That's a whole nother week reverse dieting gone. I see yeah. it all the time too. Or it, worse yet, this is the one I hate. Oh, now the show's over. I can't afford this. I'm gonna try to do this on my own. Oh, really? Are you? Wait till you do that. It's like, how that that work out for you? Yeah. (laughs) Because six months later, they're gonna come back like, oh my god, I'm in a worse position than when I started. So that second time was a very big eye opener for me that the reversing is actually harder than prepping. So listen to this, people. Okay, you are in a deficit with a goal to get on the stage or do your shoot or that yeah. fact that you had that number to reach, right? Like you're like, yeah. once I get to this certain number, I like, that's my, my end goal. And then I can, you know, do, you, I don't know. I don't even know. What are we thinking that we're just going to celebrate and then like, stop? Like, I guess that's what we think, you know, I'm trying to always remember what was I thinking, you know? And, and it's more about like having that strategy, but then even then understanding it's going to be difficult and you have to have some strategy set up post show. If you have some trigger points and some temptations that you know you're not going to say no to yeah, so yeah. myself very social like alex said uh, yeah. <laughs> being the party, eating mollies and having a drink and that's definitely you know one of the one of the things that if i post show went and did a vacation it was out yeah. the window it was completely and that's actually kind of what happened so the next time around i was like no vacation okay no vacation i actually have to have a deadline i have to have a goal i have to have something yeah. to make sure i get back on track and that's that's how I learned myself. That's yeah, how I started yeah. to make sure I had discipline enough to reverse out. And yeah. from that third one on, I you just got better. I got better every single time. Each reverse got easier. Not that I was making it, you know, obviously easier on myself. It was just that I knew myself and I understood what was going to come from it. I understood what metabolism was going to get a little hangry and I needed to obviously fight it, you know, and then just wait till I naturally increased when my metabolism adapted. So once you get to that point, this leads me to having a good maintenance and starting point for any prep or being able to feel like you're six weeks out from doing a little mini prep, right? So if I did know I had a shoot or an event or a show, I'm just going to start doing some minor changes, you know, like small adjustments, maybe start increasing some expenditure, maybe cutting back some, some things like for myself, it's going to be some fats, right? Like, and I, I thrive off of carbs. So definitely fats in my, in my intake being reduced are immediately going to make me tighten up a bit. And for that, I'm able to understand where I can, you know, be throughout the year. So for anyone listening to this reverse dieting, you can control of your life. Okay. You actually understand what your body's undergoing. If you want to get to a building phase, you want to get to a cutting phase, you want to maintain, you understand all the processes that it takes to get there. And it's honestly the and I think, you know, and I think for anyone just with generic weight loss, it's recognizing that you're going to have to have periods of diet breaking, right? Yeah. So whether or not we label it as a full reverse, and you go through a full reverse process with the whole concept of trying to build up to that maintenance caloric intake and then increasing that range higher, or whether or not it's at least a diet break coming up close to the current maintenance levels, just so that you got that reduction on that little hunger gremlin that's sitting inside your head telling you to eat all of the Ben and Jerry's and every donut on the planet, right? Because that's a real thing. You know, this is to show that your actual hunger levels, when you're in a long-term systemic dieting process, 
they increase three right. times the volume of the actual qualitative weight that you've lost. So imagine that you got this little man inside your head telling you just fucking eat lady all of the food. <laughs> It'll be fine. I promise. Like, and that's, that's on a volume Richter scale times three. Like who, who isn't going to at some point crumble to that? The minute you I, have that bad day or that bad moment, I mean, it's little wonder that people do have those, but the, what what they then you know later profess on binging episodes, right? So if any of those behaviors are coming up for you, that's a really great time to look at this and go, how long have I been, have I been doing this for? What's my body trying to tell me? It's probably trying to say, bitch, I'm like literally dying here. You know, oh, please I'm, just I'm, give me a little bit of a reprieve and take that moment, right? It doesn't mean that you jump straight up to the highest level of chloric intake. It doesn't mean you look at Mary Jane on social with her influence following of a million and think, oh, well, she's doing 400 grams of carbs, so should I. No, you don't. You literally just sit down and revisit your output. You calculate your total daily energy expenditure. And we literally just move into a process of thinking about matching the demand. So just creating an energy balance. That's it. Just to start with, right? If you're coming out of the back end of a show, I strongly suggest that you're looking at getting to your current, not your pre-dieting, your current actual, um, you know, maintenance level and then, and then increasing it. You know, like for some people, it's got to be done aggressively because they may actually have had a lot of really negative side effects from being so lean, like loss of libido, you know, crazy hormone imbalances, maybe even loss of cycle. If that's you, stop trying to hold that's on to your abs and get your goddamn maintenance right up plus, get out. <laughs> plus 20, 30% on top. That's what you want to do as quickly as possible, right? Um, for everyone else, you know, you can do a conservative and add, you know, you can go to maintenance and then maintenance plus 10%. You can go moderate level, which is, you know, your maintenance plus 20%. You check your weekly stats every week still like you would in a prep phrase until you get to the point where so you important. are weight stable and you are feeling normalcy and what I mean by normalcy is regulated cycles sleeping really well energy getting out of bed kickstarting the day ready to rock and roll lifts that are out of control swinging the barbell through the roof popping windows on your way out with your shoulders like all sorts of stuff that you would want to be feeling once you hit that then you can start to reassess it and pull back and not have to be so diligent meticulous and obsessive about it right my other thing would be this I'm really big on being intuitive at certain stages in your off season. I'm really big on it. You guys would have seen and followed me where I, you know, like uh, I hate to use the word wing it. I've been doing this a long time. I'm really good at eyeballing amounts. I can pretty much be within a few sides of the grammage expectation on what I think. I'm, I'm not an over or underestimator. I have no poor or negative relationship with food. My self image is pretty darn freaking good. So I'm fine. Right. So I can live my life like that and be, a wing it and an intuitive response eater. However, do I, I now know well enough to know this. Would I do that straight after a show? Oh, hell no. I want to know why. Remember that little man that's three times the volume inside my head. Do you think he's going to be telling my stomach or my stomach telling him when I'm actually legitimately full? Oh, fuck no. That's what I'm getting at. You cannot out coaching and I cannot stress like having actually someone to hold yourself accountable to these check-ins, like you said, are the most important. If you are not doing these post-show, I'm telling you, you don't have a strategy, you don't have an exit plan, 
you're going to go to shit because your mind, exactly like you said, that little man is going to win that battle because there's nothing there for us to actually be holding on to the stage leanness. So we're just going to throw it out the window. So maybe setting up. So for you competitors that are coming post-show, one of the best strategies that worked for me was setting up shoots. And this is going to allow you to learn how to love your body in all the stages as well. Well, because having said that, let's let's caveat that for a minute, Steph, because okay. you are not setting up shoots with the goal to stay stage lean for the no, no, no. So everyone listening to this, please <laughs> take note. I'm, I'm going to repeat this for the third time. You were not <laughs> looking to keep your stage level physique for those shoots. No. No, no, the reason why, that. yes, I'm with you. The reason why I'm saying set up the shoots and maybe multiple. And I know that sounds yeah. like a lot of money, but like what I'm getting at, this is to Wes. set up a strategy. Okay. To actually have an exit plan. Do one, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. If you don't, if you obviously can't do that many shoots, do one four weeks out. And eight weeks out, okay? What this is going to allow you to do is really adhere to your reverse protocols. And not only that, you're going to check in every single week. You're going to make sure you're still doing your cardio protocols. You're still actually following a meal plan, you know? So trying to be as strict as possible. On that note, for everyone listening, are you going to gain weight? Yes, you are. you are. It's not you're all body fat as long yeah. as you're not eating like an asshole. It won't be. Um, and you're going to gain, and this is the best time to be maximizing your actual potential inside the gym to gain the most amount of mass possible, right? So get in, have vision, have direction. And this leads us into what will be next week's topic. So stay tuned. Please tune in on this. We're going to discuss how to take strategic feedback from the stage into your strategy for your reverse, into your strategy for your development season. If you are an actual competitor and athlete looking to go pro or you are a pro this is 100 how you're gonna be tackling everything you do you don't come on and off you're on all the time you just exactly. have a different no focus exactly correct. No correct. different strategy yeah correct so you know you've got a game yes you should be looking at the body parts and the areas you want to enhance and growing those and focus on the measurement increases you move you're still tracking weight at this point in the reverse because it's still relevant because we're still increasing food and it's obviously looking at and reestablishing new new current maintenance levels. So that's an, that's a moving and evolving um, you know process as is the body weight and composition, right? So as that moving targets moving up and up and up and doing all the really good things we wanted to be doing, yes, get, weight's going to be gained. So people. Get throw the scale out uh, outside of the purpose of doing your weekly check in. Um, if you have issues with it, do that. If not, please get really comfortable with just tracking day to day and understanding fluctuations, they're totally normal too. And get very, very comfortable very quickly with the concept of focusing on development and in personal improvement over hanging on to the past and the last stage you've just left because God damn it, you're only as good as that last stage. You better be looking to improve it next week, right? Yes, improvements so are only come I from drawing out that strategy. So yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's super important. And I think you need to be having conversations with your coach, with your support network, with people about the things you're going to struggle with. You need to have respect for the things that you've found out about yourself when it comes to triggers. And there are so many reasons people don't keep weight off. And it is not just physical. It can be psychological, it can be sociological, it can be the friendship circle you keep, the influences around you, it can be financial, right? There can be a multitude of reasons that people yo-yo diet and or 
blow the hell out straight after a show, right? And I think one of the biggest things is before you get to stage, have really quality conversations with your coaching team or, or your network team to go, your support team to go, hey, I know these things about myself. I know this is going to be hard. I know that I've got these social events coming up. I know that I'm going to really struggle at these. Get strategies in place. Learn how to navigate them. Learn you. Learn how best to set yourself up for success. Now, we're not saying perfection. We don't expect you to take a reverse diet and be meticulous to the gram and tick every single box and be this robot because no one, no one, not Steph, not I, are that. You know, we will still have the odd wine here and there as we're still ticking boxes in every other every other area because we're human, right? So I don't think you should expect that of yourself either. But what you should do is have pre-planned strategies for things you know are going to be hard. You should have a structure for understanding where you're going, what it should look like, and learning about your body. Take a vested interest. Become educated in this process. Don't just wing it and don't just hand it to someone and then wonder why you're not implementing it. Well, of course you're not. If you're not vested, if you don't have skin in the game, why would you be? So really ask the questions, get involved, get, you know, get on board that train because I promise you not only will you regain your best health faster, but you will optimize your off season, get better results. And if you're chasing a pro card, you've got well more chance of getting it next time you get on stage. And if you are pro, well, then you'll finally get to a point where you are a competitive pro. So these are the keys here, people. You know, I think the take-home tips are this. Do not put definition or self-worth around the way you look on a stage and try to carry that into your life forever. That's a losing battle. It's also somewhat sad, right? So I think work through the elements behind why you feel that might be the case for you. Number two, look forward. Look at the improvements. Look at the developments. Look at where you want to go and what you're doing and then create the reverse strategy and then the post-reverse, which is when you're going to come into a development season around that, right? And then lastly, let go of this concept that in a reverse process, it's just your opportunity to take back all the foods you've missed because you can little bit by little bit and it can be part of the strategy, yes. I think it's important so you've got adherence um, and also, you know, or some normalcy in your life, especially if you want to have dinner with husbands and, you know, I don't know, like uh, for me, it's always my belated birthday, like whatever it is, right? Learn how you can have elements of it, but it's got to be 80-20 and you've got to be at a point where it's still structured. There must be structure. Otherwise you will be, as Steph has learned in her you know, experiences, falling off the wagon action. real quick. <laughs> and you know, my lesson was that I never did the, um, I never did the really off the Richter scale. I never did that. But what I learned from when I had a lot less structure was that I was reversing too slow and I also um, probably overcompensated for things. And back then with less education, I 100% would have been still doing too much in my day-to-day. So my energy balance was not yeah. met. Even though I was increasing food, I was still out here doing all of the things. Doing crazy amounts. So, so yeah, your office is back how I am anyway, right? <laughs> I'd be out, I'd be doing like 30,000 steps just because we would be traveling overseas and I'd be walking through all the countrysides like, not because I'm trying to lose weight, just because it's my yeah. life. So right, right. I now know that. So I raised my food faster and I raised it much higher than I would have done. But guess what it did for me? And this was my lesson. My first two pro shows weren't my best shows and not because I wasn't still training like a beast, working harder than ever, you know, everyone else usually in my immediate circle. It was just the fact that I hadn't pushed my RMR up. And my starting point was always way lower so, than what it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what I learned was, 
I just got a little bit more structure and I'm still not that person that where it's anal, 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 but I am an 80%. So I'm an 80, 20 girl. And I talk about this all the time. And I think that gives me adherence and I'm good with it. And then that gets me to a point where I still look freaking tidy and like, yeah. I'm, you know, really close yeah. off a stage four months later. That's exactly so, why I'm thinking. It's one of those sustainable, you know, physiques where you're in a maintenance level and you can still build please listen and please take this home. You can still build in a maintenance space. You don't have to be in this big surplus. So for those that are just trying to get in a surplus really quickly to build, just remember you can stay in maintenance for a little longer than you trying to go into a direct surplus. So and especially if you are someone, hey Steph, you'll have seen this with some of your girls that have been a chronic dieter and a chronic yoga. You Uh jumping up too high too soon, you literally will just it's you're going to look like the Michelin man and we don't need that. Right. So, (laughs) so just remember that, remember that your history comes into this too, you know, like understanding how long you might've been doing these things for, then you understand the reverse process may take longer for you. Right. Right. So I think all of these things are, are really important considerations, but the whole purpose of it is to get you to a point where you are matching your energy demands. You are, you know, vibrating everything at the highest level possible. And you've got all your bodily functions happening effectively, efficiently, healthily, and in a, you know, um, I guess the most, the most pertinent level to be able to commence the next fat loss phase if you're a competitor, because there is nothing worse than, you know, getting on stage, eating air <laughs> that is not fun. But that's an, okay. And but that goes with when if you gain so much weight, you have this excessive body fat going into your next prep. You didn't have a good successful reverse. You went into just a building season in your head that you're thinking you're like a bodybuilder and gaining all this this body fat and going to convert it into muscle. It's not going to be. You're going to have a lot longer process to even lean out. You're going to still look the same. If anything, you might have only exactly. added a little amount okay. of lean muscle tissue, and you went through all of this psychological like yeah. just depression and like this yo-yo phase that made you feel crap yes like what did I do and so just trying to not get to that point and yes going to a surplus a lot of individuals need that because they actually need to be in a much higher you know amount of calories just to build a good amount of muscle but that also depends on how long they're there no I mean you're not going to just stay there for four weeks I mean you want to stay there for a good amount of time and then start you know trying to get your metabolism to adapt to those calories right match the stimulus match your efforts to your calories a lot of people want to push these calories Allie and they don't like to train they like want to just you know they want to eat the food they don't, yeah, they don't want to actually hit the weights. So there is a very big, you know, obviously uh, misconception out there with reverse dieting, you know, being something that is like the prep, like it's not. And the reason why I say it's harder than the prep sometimes, I think it's because you don't have a deadline and you don't really have right. something right. that is, you're not going to be in a two piece in front of people, you know, getting judged. So because of that, I found that doing shoots and you're not trying to stay lean for these shoots, but you still have to, you know, get in front of the camera. You still have to be and I think that you're exactly right. That is what it is for people. It's the loss of the, the end game, right? So they're like, well, I'm not going to look amazing. And this is why I said the first point I made, point one, stop defining yourself by that stage condition, stage lean moment in time, because you're just going to be left with a lot of emptiness, right? It's got like, there has to be more purpose to what you're doing, why you're doing it and why this is important to you than that. Yeah, um, yeah. It just can't be about that alone. Let it be the achievement to honestly just getting stage make you so happy because I don't know who's listening to this that needs to hear that, but it's not the win. 
that makes you feel like a winner. You can be at first place, get a pro card, and, and still, still feel like you did shit. not. Yes, yeah. and did not yeah. feel like you were the winner. So I've seen that happen on stage Me multiple too. times. And it's not, I mean, they look fantastic. They look amazing, but they are not okay with themselves because you're not in a good headspace. You don't look at yourself that way. So just know getting to the stage alone is a win. Like I started this, you know, whole podcast with, like, we're so proud of all of our clients that grace the stage. And we have a big team going on to these next shows. I know you guys have yes. a July yes. show, an October show. I think your first pro show, no, second pro show, right? Second pro show in, uh, in Australia. Yeah, it will be. Uh, later later on in the it would have been our third if it wasn't for last year. But yeah, this yeah. would be our, no, actually this would have been our fourth. Wait. It be our third. We had... Yes, we had because Jess Campus won um, Jess Codes. She won. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won yeah. The I first thought that was. Skinny, then Libby Algo won the second. And gotcha. now it's, yeah. Yeah, we gotcha. missed last this year. And it's third. Third. Yeah. This is the third. So Got that's it. right. So this will be the third. Would have been the fourth, but it's the third. So which we're is having the Bahamas obviously here in a few weeks. That's the next pro yes. AM, you know, that is coming up. And then we have the Worlds and obviously a lot of other regional shows too. So a lot of a lot of competitors, a lot of our teams are going to be gracing the stage again. And you'll be probably seeing a lot of, you know, different posts yeah. from Alan and I about reverse tiding. And yeah, look, we will. And we'll probably touch on this again further. This is a very superficial conversation today you know talking just big picture and the relevance of it so people are just aware of it to begin with and we might um bring a you know somewhat of an expert in the area on to discuss this about a little bit more in the how-to and the algorithms you can do and different elements of putting pen to paper to make this happen right and so i've got a couple people in mind straight right. away and um, we, so we will probably look at bringing someone on. Um, and the so then anyone listening to this that wants to know a little bit more nuts and bolts, go through that. But then also too, I'd be strongly suggesting if you're working with a coach, raise it with them, have a strategy. If they can't help you with it, go find someone that can um, and make sure they have a goal and there is structure to it and they're discussing it with you. Even before you hit the stage, if you do not have a coach talking to you about That's the coach show process before you've even hit the stage, Jesus Christ, question it's not going to happen after no. yeah it's not going right. to happen after right. so you right. need to you need to have this set up way beforehand yeah. you even yeah. get on stage before or at least at least the blueprint of it so you understand yeah. what's coming around the corner and there's logic to the process for you right um very important and then you know lastly i think when we're looking at the fact we just ch chatted about shows coming up if you're someone that's looking at this, and I'll give you an example, Gold Coast just rolled down. We've got a lot of people that got, you know, top three, but are coming back for the win. And they are literally focused now on going from, you know, April to, to the July show. Why? Okay. That's not a very long time. If you were in a very low, unsustainable caloric intake just to make that stage, then you really need to assess, all right, that's fine. Am I going to really fuck myself by taking yeah. myself from there to there? Do I have enough time to reverse up at least a little, spend a little bit of time, recharge, rejuvenate, bring that, you know, um, metabolic, upregulate everything a little bit um, before I go back in? Will I still have to come back in on even lower calories than I was for that show? Then if so, bail out, reverse out and do October instead. If not, though, just at least have a strategy and come up and out and do the right things to support all of your bodily functions between now and when you've got to start the cut again. And if you're managing the process really well and you've got a good coach with you doing it, it can be done and it can be done safely. But exactly. that is the optimal word here, safely. You know, yeah. no stage is worth absolutely losing your reproductive function and becoming infertile or completely destroying your hormonal balance to a point where, you know, it takes you ages. 
get back. Yeah. To recover it. It, it can definitely be done. And, and for those that are going to be doing, you know, they came off the Gold Coast and want to do the July show again, uh, you can do this. And just like Ali said, please make sure you have a strategy, whether if that's a come yeah. up to maintenance level for a few weeks and before you obviously start going back down into a, a deficit. We had a lot of uh, girls in the Miami show do that um, just to be able to do this Orlando show again. So it, yeah. they weren't far apart. Like yeah, they were very not, close. Not, so same, and, same situation there. So and you if can, you are on a fairly decent caloric intake in the deficit, and what I mean by that is you're still in the deficit, but it's not a, a you know suboptimal level. There's not sub, There's not, you're, not, you're not in a clinical low EA, right? If that's or for those are, that didn't maybe do as well as they wanted to yeah. do don't yeah. have to come out into a reverse if you didn't hit your low point so for those to understand that if you had still a little more time than needed to be done underneath your belt to get a little leaner this is just the ability to continue having more time and continue working on those improvements and keep getting leaner keep dropping you know obviously a little more body fat and get just the improvements to show your second time around on stage for July. So that's always the, the fun part of getting on stage back to back. Judges will see those improvements. So they do. Uh, yeah. Thank you. All right. So that's, I think, our parting words of wisdom to you. Just uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself if you're going from one stage to another. And um, and make sure that, you, you know, the reverse should be part of your entire prep process. It shouldn't just be the cut to stage. It should be, if not bigger and more important than, than the prior part. The diet um, after oh, the diet. Exactly <laughs> right, exactly right. So I hope that's helped some of you. And I hope it's just putting this into perspective too. Even for those that are not getting on stage, that it's important to not just drive your ass to the ground day in, day out. Eternally, it's impossible, right? You must have these phases where it's a fat loss phase and it's a reverse phase, a build phase and a cut phase. Have yes. phases to the approach you choose for the year. And I think you will have a physique you love, a life you don't hate, and something that is completely sustainable, right? Sustainable is key. That is the key word right there. <laughs> all right. So thank you everyone for tuning in. We love all of you. We are completely appreciative of your ongoing support. We would love to hear your comments and feedback and see you share and like and maybe rate us online. You can find us in all the variable locations, the multitude of locations, which we will launch when we um, actually post this episode. So they'll be listed below. And we really look forward to hearing your feedback about next week when we talk about all things taking on board feedback criticism post show you know post show judging commentary and then how to then structure that to come back bigger better faster leaner stronger to improve your positional ranking yes for sure so until Thanks then for tuning in good luck with those reverses <laughs> <laughs> see ya see ya Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.